0: Welcome to If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me, also known as Miss Kitty Fantastico. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. This week's episode is Season 2, Episode 13, Surprise. We're going to be talking about plot. We're going to be talking about characters. We're going to be talking about the Romani people. So spoilers about for this episode, any episode before it, after it, the comic books, and possibly other shows and movies. Keep listening to our podcast because it requires no stirring or shopping.
1: She's just like wheezing directly at Daniel. She's like looking at him and just like.
0: All right. Happy birthday, puppy. Why would you do
1: that?
2: Why would you do that?
1: You know Jen hates that. Oh,
2: no. She was
1: so upset when you did that
0: earlier. We're back. (laughs) It's her puppy's birthday. Someone has to celebrate it. Surprise! <laughs> hey, that was surprising. Don't look at me
1: like that. <laughs> I'm the one
0: who makes the bad jokes
1: on this podcast.
0: Not unlike Claridae. Hey, hey, we're back. We're here to talk about surprise. Buff the Empire Slayer. Did you know that Daniel say hello? Yeah. So you should say hello. Hey. <laughs> Yay! We're here to talk about the thirteenth episode of season two that originally aired on January nineteenth, nineteen ninety-eight. Written again by Marty Knoxon last Whoa, week too, she's got a lot too. this no season, and directed by a guy named Michael Lang, or Lange possibly, who also does Band Candy, Bad Girls, Pangs, and uh, a couple more, also a few uh, Angel episodes, so, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to get into this episode because I thought I, I remembered it differently than it actually happened on screen, but to put us in the mood before we start talking about it, let's see what was going on this week in 1998. Come on, Robots.
3: Oh, hello there. Daniel. Stephanie. Kendall, this is awkward. Since surprise and innocence are back-to-back, without approved overtime, union rules are pretty clear about doubling up hosting duties. The gang elected to supervise innocence and said this episode suited me, I take that as a compliment. In the news this week, the UN tells the US-led team to leave Iraq, even after files on suspected germ tests went missing and Iraq called for volunteers to fight the sanctions placed on them. The Drudge Report breaks the story about US President Bill Clinton's alleged affair with Monica Lewinsky. It's probably nothing. It's certainly not something people can still care about all these years later. And in old blighty, Sinn Féin opposed a new Northern Ireland peace proposal and police chased down two pigs which prompted headlines like British hams on the lamp procured by authorities. What a country. Oh, you can now buy Excedrin over the counter, the FDA had approved it. In TV, NBC is doing well, Seinfeld and E.R.R. hits, but Fox is at the table too, Ali McBeal is all the buzz, movies out now include Fallen, Hard Rain and Half-Baked. In music, Against All Authority All Fall Down, Unwound issued a challenge for a civilized society to the locks who's all about money, power and respect. Ben Folds is over there looking through naked baby pictures of the funk dubies troubleshooters while riders in the sky yodel the cowboy way, did I do that all right? In technology, Netscape will cut as many as 400 jobs which is a great sign. Apple Computer reports a net income of $47 million. In 2018, they've pledged to put back into the US economy over $350 BBB billion. And in quaint news, a study was released looking into the readership of gay newspapers. They make more money than the general population, are 94% inclined to buy from ads, and IBM, United Airlines and American Express advertised for the first time in gay publications during 1997. Gay Newspapers Taco Bell denies copying Chihuahua ad campaign from another design firm. The ad agency says that its creative staff decided to use a Chihuahua in Taco Bell commercials after seeing a dog on the boardwalk near its Venice Beach office. Checks out. Dogs do walk on boardwalks. Daniel, Stacy, Corinna, keep it jiggy in 2018.
0: Oh, Royston. Thanks, Robots. So this week, what happened? Surprise. Um, we start with... A flashback with Buffy. Um, not a flashback. Uh, Premonition. Buffy's prophetic dream. Prophetic dream, there we go.
2: Felt like restless.
0: Yeah, a little bit. It's actually the best prophetic dream, in my opinion, in the whole show, because it's not, like, weird... Uh...
2: Restless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing the weird pano vision, and it's not, like, just a bunch of blurred images. It's a continuous thought. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's actually cool. So, it's Buffy's birthday. And based on the air date of this episode, we kind of extrapolate. I think that her first birthday is actually January 19th in canon. Because this is the first Buffy episode we do, uh, Buffy birthday episode. There's one every year after this, except for in season seven, because they make a comment in season six, maybe we shouldn't celebrate your birthday anymore, because stuff always happens. Anyway, it's Buffy's birthday, we're planning a surprise party for her. Little did we know, I mean we knew, but our friends don't know, that Drusilla is in fine fighting form. And Spike wants to celebrate that too, at the same time as Buffy's birthday, so... What does Drusilla get? A big honking arm. Well, pieces of a thing that we're not quite sure what it is yet. But Buffy discovers that it is in fact an arm when we have a surprise party for her at the bronze. An arm to what? A guy named the Judge. He's like one of those world endy types. He really wants to kill the scourge of humanity uh, upon this planet. And that seems like something we should stop. Uh, But we fumble the ball hard and let the arm in our possession get away. And they fully—they being Drusilla and Spike—assemble the Judge, uh, unbeknownst to us. And instead of stopping that, we just try to fail, canoodle, and then bone, which definitely won't have consequences in the next episode. That's pretty much all that happens, right? We have a surprise Is this why goes you led
2: us to like understand how chickens have sex for this episode? So it's the same Buffy an Angel sex? Okay.
0: Yeah, same. So no. if you remember from last week, same. don't explain it again. They put their holes together <laughs> and goo. S E X.
2: Sex. <laughs> so, that's Can you guys uh,
0: get
1: upset with my puns. This is way worse. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is making me blush. That's terrible. or a couple, it's a line. I don't know.
0: A couple first in this episode. <laughs> a Couple first in this episode: the Clotter Ring, which is like apparently the first now we have to Angel's Irish heritage, but I don't think that's true because we talk about him wreaking havoc in Ireland. Yeah. Um,
1: but that doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, it could be anywhere. Willow and Oz first date, as well as Buffy's first birthday on screen.
2: So, I like that we consider that a first date. That's cute. I mean, it officially, is.
0: Officially, yeah. yeah like you could be on my date. Oh, my God, the whole conversation. Oh,
2: kill me this now. It's so It's the best. The only good thing about this episode.
0: I'm going to ask you to go out with me tomorrow night. And I'm kind of nervous about it, actually.
2: It's interesting. Oh, well, if it helps at all, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, it helps. It it creates a comfort zone. Do you want to go out with me tomorrow night?
3: Oh, I can't. Uh...
2: Well, see, I like
3: that you're unpredictable. Oh, and it's just it's Buffy's birthday, and we're throwing our surprise party. It's
0: okay.
1: But you could come, if you want it.
0: Well, I don't want to crash.
1: No, it's fine. Well, you could be my date. All right,
2: I'm in. So the worst thing about this episode, <laughs> which <laughs> is most of great it. Great things. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to Oz and Willow, uh, the best part. Uh, Angel and Buffy. Yep. My New Year's resolution is to not bring up how much I hate Angela Buffy every I think single you're have episode.
0: A hard time. I feel like you failed already. Our last. Oh, well, I know, I
2: know, I know, but I have to, I have to, okay. I have to try well, it's you know, to we, work on. You know, we fall back right. and we try to keep going.
0: And the, the quickest way to get in your own way of accomplishing a goal is is giving up when you you fail. So oh yeah, you, it's it's okay as long as you acknowledge it and we just push forward,
1: trying yes. not to failing but, every episode. Exactly,
2: <laughs> but I do want to try not to just. Because it gets worse. I mean, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Like, this is yeah. the point right here where it is going to get inexorably worse until Angel leaves the show. Yeah. So I I just need to do a a better job of not not trying to internalize it so much because when I watch this, I'm just like ugh. Well, I ug, would argue this is the uh, last I think this is ugh.
0: Better. Yeah, this is the last bad episode. It
2: is yeah. the last one before it. Ha- but the ending, it was enough for me
1: to like, bring I, I mean, it all to a four. Angel and Buffy together is terrible Angel and Buffy apart Is more interesting Because I think Angel is an interesting bad guy Oh and Buffy. For sure. me too I This agree. is the only Big bad we have that's ever close To Buffy too So you see her fighting, not just physically, but emotionally with how to handle something like Mm -hmm. that. And I think that is really interesting. So I think that's a lot better. I guess what
2: I'm dealing with more. When I
1: see the future, all I see is you Uh,
2: garbage. (laughs) Yeah. And what I'm dealing with is superficial. So I'm dealing with Angel walking to the door without a shirt on. Put a shirt on. (laughs) Yeah. Come on. And then at the end of it, he doesn't even shut his door. What's up with that? Um, Well, he doesn't care. And anyway, he doesn't care, and that comes to the very end. So I'm all for uh, kissing to shut people up. That's fine. That's an old trope. People do that. Like, I don't want to. Let's just yeah. make it out. Um, but this is life and death, Angel. Like, don't stop. She's trying to tell you something, man. Yeah. Stop trying to fucking kiss her.
3: Well, I don't know, though. I mean, he is a senior. You think he's too well because he's a senior? Please, my
2: boyfriend had a bicentennial. Buffy, there was a moment in this episode where she talks about a different character where she says, quote, he would never push and, quote, he's not the type. Oh, yeah. I she's even... talking about, Supposedly, I think, a character but... called Angel, but I think she's talking about a different Angel because not, <laughs> not the one we know. Because definitely that is his stuff. He
0: was making out with her in, in windows and in his apartment shirtless.
1: And but has he guy. pushed her at all? I mean, Buffy was the one who made the choice. Yes, I want to have sex. Yeah.
2: My <laughs> boyfriend had a bicentennial. He's been around for so long that he knows how to push a 16-year-old into having sex with him. Ooh. And he did. I think you're right.
0: On screen, for what it's worth, he doesn't really push her. But he is still a pedophile. And he did that thing... That, uh, early in the season where he said, do you love me? Yes. As a way to get leverage against her. Okay, I'm not
1: saying Angel is great. I'm not discounting those things, but I'm saying Buffy did, outside of the heat of the moment, make a conscious choice. Yes, I'm ready to have sex with Angel. I completely agree. And I think that means something. Yes, he's still old. Yes, he still has the power in the relationship, but yes. she also did step aside, sure. talk to Willow, get Willow's advice and say, yes, I want to do this. You know, that's her choice to make. And you I think she it? might have done that if it had been anyone and not just Angel. Like, does that make I think sense? like, no,
2: that's totally true. I think with anybody's choice, to invalidate the choice is the wrong move. To sit back and say that the reasons for a choice, that's different. Yeah, I think you want to be magnanimous. You want to be fair. But at the end of the day, he's going after a 16-year-old. And be in this world, that's a child. I mean, that's wrong. Yeah. Everything Literally, you're doing is t- trying to goad her into whatever.
1: I mean, he should never put himself into a, a position where he is dating her. He should have always set like a line. Like, I am Giles. Like, I'm old and I'm a confidant for you and someone you can run you. to when you need help. I will fight with you. But, like, that's it. It's a business relationship. Mm-hmm. And he needed to do that, but since he didn't, I at least appreciate that it wasn't shown as Angel pushing her, that her, she was the one saying, I think I want to do this to Willow in a very, like, you know, unpressured situation.
2: Wow. Um, Yeah, that's right. She says wow all the time. Six times? (laughs) Yeah.
3: I think we're going to seize it. Once you get to a certain point, the seizing is sort of inevitable. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's right. That's an amazing,
2: amazing sequence. Yeah. But you're right. You're totally right. I think on a different show, they don't want us to think of Angel as a 200-year-old
0: oh, absolutely. I, vampire. I they want him to, want want to see that.
2: David Boreanaz, who's, like, a little bit older. Mm-hmm. It's not that super weird. Fun
0: fact, Robia Lamort, who plays Jenny, is the same age as Chris McCarpenter, who who's plays
2: Chris Chris Cordelia. McCart- Christina yeah. Char- what charisma. charisma Charisma Did you say Chris? Nope. You said Charisma Charisma
1: yeah, I just probably not Really? Jenny and Amelia well, really are the same age crazy yes.
2: Interesting
1: Well oh, didn't yeah. we look it up And we found out that Willow was the oldest Of the three And I thought mm-hmm. that was Really shocking Because I think Willow looks the youngest looks the For sure
0: oldest. yeah Yeah Buffy's I guess, Of, of yeah. the whole show
3: Yeah Wow
2: Happy
1: birthday Buffy sure it's right, it's
2: it's That would have been my guess yeah, As I, being the oldest of the three.
1: I always would have thought, Xander, because I think he looks like a 45-year-old waiter, but what do he I does.
2: know? He's older than Anthony Stewart Head. I know that. That's a fact. No. Xander's older.
0: No. I believe that.
1: Anthony
2: <laughs> Stewart Head's only... He's just turned 35 this year. Um,
0: month. No. Anyway, sorry to derail the conversation. I just... That's fine. That was My very scary. last
2: thought on Buffy and, and Angel, because we're getting to that train wreck. Right. Like 2018. Portion. Why didn't she ever consider becoming a vampire?
0: Buffy? Well, yeah. I think it's because it's like against her very I know. existence. Right? I know,
2: but if she's so in love with him.
0: I'm glad we didn't do it. Well, because there, she wouldn't
1: be Buffy. Right? I wrote
2: it for a reason. I can't remember why, but that was a thought that I had. Yeah, I'm And I know really that it's that. because it would be it's, so antithetical to her. I don't know if it's something that she just kind of said or he implied as to why I wrote this, but no, it is. I, I think it's a, it's a good general question. So yeah, obviously, she wouldn't though. do it because it's antithetical completely to who she yeah, is. Her existence,
0: yeah. But. For true love. Well, I mean, because
1: I think if she was turned into a vampire, she probably wouldn't love Angel anymore. Because love is a human emotion, right? right? Like that's not supposed to be something vampires are capable of. Which we see with the Judge saying you reek of humanity to Chris Spike and Drusilla because. They have these human emotions, so I think even if Buffy wanted to like stay with Angel forever and this was a thing that could work out, like she would have to go on some quest to get her soul back. Which, once she was a vampire, there was no reason she would want to.
0: But it's interesting uh, that we never do that. I feel like it's very Anne Ricean kind of thing with very little context of how Anne Rice. They also writes. would
2: have just made her a, a, a vampire with a soul. I,
0: I know in, in Angel, we have that episode, Their Perfect Day, where he's human, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, okay. she doesn't get to remember it, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But why did we never do the opposite? Why, why was that question never brought up? is really interesting.
1: feasible
0: to me yeah because it's so it doesn't it doesn't make sense against well at least
1: as far as what we know you know into the future there's two ways a vampire can get their soul one they're cursed with it or two they go on a really dangerous epic quest to get it Mm -hmm. having had to already decide they want this more than anything which is what spike does and then angel who's cursed with it But the only reason why he stays cursed is because he can't have a moment of happiness because of all the lives he's destroyed but if you curse buffy immediately yeah. Wouldn't the curse immediately lift because she doesn't have that guilt because she hasn't killed anyone?
2: Yeah. The show said, we don't know what Laura is. We don't care. <laughs> we
0: don't we care. But I guess that's another point for Angel, too, that he never tried to, to seize that moment for himself. Like, we could be, de- like, yeah. even bring it up to her. Like, you know, we could be together yeah. forever. So that's good character. Because well, that try.
1: is definitely something Angel do. wants that.
0: No, I, I wouldn't, him as his character, he would well, that Well, he wants another
2: 16-year-old in time, so uh. he'll get another one. I is mean, Cordelia's
0: right. the same fucking age. Oh, no. Although well, he waits till <sighs> so she's a little bit older. Is it better?
2: Well, that's why the comics don't matter because, like, they just go off on a different realm. But in reality, if, if Buffy lived her life and died, Angel would show up 100 years from now, find a 16 year old, the Slayer, Seducer, do the same thing all over again. <sighs> yeah, he has the markings of a serial pedophile he's done this before mm. he's done this before he's been in people's rooms I mean, before he's been all around do we know how
0: old was when he fucked her whole life up i mean she was about to take her o's at a, i mean yeah. she yeah. is
1: as old as she is now right
0: yeah but do we know how old that
1: is well, right. i don't think she's supposed to be 16 i don't is think she? she's supposed to be 30
2: <laughs> yeah it's <that's> true <laughs> yeah. are we supposed
1: to I, I mean are we saying all vampires are pedophiles because then spike is into I, yeah i know that's not fair but angel's a pedophile
2: and she he's been a pedophile since he was
1: i like you at bedtime you actually said that I know, I know. Man, that's like, I don't know, that's Moxie or
2: something. Totally unplanned, it just came out. <laughs> and he was into it. I mean,
3: he wants to see you at bedtime, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think he does. I, I mean, he's cool about it. Well, of course he is, because he's cool. I mean, he would never, you know, push. Right, hey, he's not the type.
0: William. <laughs>
2: Just, yeah. yeah now we're rest. getting in deep territory because, like, does one become a pedophile? Does he just like? He saw Buffy he was well, like, I, I have want said this. It's
1: weird because, like, you have the two ages—the age that he died at, and the age that he's the lived since and... he's been—he's been alive since he's been dead, or whatever. Yeah. That he's Neither been a vampire. Yeah. And yes, yeah, so with Angel, because he was supposed to be like what twenty-six or something when he died. In his 20, early twenties. So he was already too old for her when he died. But then he's also lived another three hundred years or something since then. Which is problematic. But then also, as Angel, is there an appropriate person to date at this point right. outside but, of like one other vampire, maybe? Like, you have that, to pick some sort of age cutoff where he is not a pedophile. Obviously, for Angel, it needs to be at least a 26 year old. But even then, 300 years is a long time. But to 300 date years 26.
2: is also really relative to us because when we think about it, it's completely disgusting. But that's not the way the world has been over time. 16 was well enough to have kids oh, yeah, so true. if it, he would have been doing this for a long time yeah. we don't condone it because of what we know about kids minds at 16 you know who they are and they don't know anything but angel probably doesn't care about the science so he's like that is a she's had her period that's enough
0: <laughs> uh,
2: i'm sorry that's it's uh, true that's it's disgusting true. but it's it's true yeah.
0: again so many words couldn't you just say we'd be in trouble
2: Go to class, Ellen. Gone. Notice the economy of phrasing. Gone. Simple. Direct.
1: I mean, I don't know when they started it, because aside oh. from the fact that he was a vampire for a long time, they didn't establish how old he was until he died for a long time. Like, a few seasons, I think. And when Buffy meets him, she assumes he's like a college student. Mm-hmm. And while that's still yeah. weird, that's not nearly as yeah. egregious as what is the actual situation. So I think that's kind of the premise they went on, and then yeah. just for some reason made it worse and worse and worse. They're both by baby adding faces. These extra they're both details. so
2: young. I would never think. Well, she's but, actually so 18. She's of course she's 18. 18. But if that,
1: they but. had made him die when he was 18 or 19 or something, that would have been a lot more. But I think the reason why they bumped up the age is because he started age, and they're like, well, we have just justify. Yeah, so the for sure.
2: widening. Yes. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. yeah, so I don't know, but Oh, I don't, I don't think they th- wrote
2: this as canon No, I don't think they're I like, he's a better I don't think they a for it to yeah. spiral
1: out into as creepy as it becomes yes. in the beginning That's, That's not true. how they envisioned it They thought of him as like a college student mm-hmm. That's what Buffy I thinks think, of yeah, him I at. think they could
0: have swung him as like 19 or 20
3: So does um, 17 feel any different than 16? It's funny you should ask that You know, I woke up feeling more responsible Mature and level-headed
2: Really? It's uncanny I now possess the qualities one looks for in a licensed driver. Buffy? You said we could talk about it again when I was seventeen.
0: Do you really think you're ready, Buffy? You're watching the show. So many people love Buffy and Angel. They think Mm -hmm. it's like the best relationship that's ever. Because it's
2: great when you don't ever think about
1: it. I mean, I think Joss Whedon even said Buffy was supposed to end up with Angel. Like she's his mom. He's the only
2: one for her. The comics still believe that. It's it's a melodrama. Like that's the thing, it's melodrama. We love melodrama. You have two people there that are just so melodramatic, the two of them. The Zeppo pokes fun at that, which is, again, the reason why that episode is great. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's
0: So the there's a couple big things that happen in this episode. Clearly, at the very end, we only will know in hindsight that Angel loses his soul in this episode. But I'm not going to talk about that now. Uh, or how Joss Whedon punished his people for having sex because he has a weird, fucked-up relationship with sex, clearly. Uh, because that's that's really more about innocence. Uh, but something else happens in this episode that's pretty big. Uh, Jenny Calendar. Jenny Calendar. Find out she's a double agent oh, of yeah. sorts. She's got her own
2: Jenna motivation. of the... Yana. Yana. Cal- the
0: Calderash people. Yeah. The Calderash
2: people. <laughs> yes. I phonetically did that, because I remember that. I would have said Jenny Calendar of the... Jenny people? Yeah. <laughs> of the Calendar people?
1: I don't know what it is, because I don't think this is true, but the guy that... Po- rolls up as her uncle makes me think of the grandpa from princess diaries are yeah. they the same people i don't think so because no. i think the grandpa's older and that was an older movie, and that was an older movie but right? i like literally all i think is princess diaries when i see him talk and i don't know what it is but it makes it even more comedic that he's like yana and i'm like what are you doing from princess diaries get yeah. out of here sir another
2: reason this episode <laughs> i think falls on the on its face for me is But But it was so bad.
0: It was forgotten This whole subplot about Jenny, every time we brought it up, (laughs) I like your look
1: of complete surprise. Well, no, no, no. I
2: I, I do know that. So when he showed up, immediately I was like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) And then immediately I was like, oh, that's right. Jenny (laughs) has a role to play. Double agent. Right, because Jenny has no life outside of Giles. So when Jenny's not with Giles. Yeah. Now I mean, have to question what? life. I don't a know. A this woman with pagan. another, not a guy, not Giles. Oh, what the hell? So I was, I was, um, yeah, I felt weird about it. Thank and you. and that guy was a wealth of exposition, oh, I good. gotta say. Oh yeah. Just.
1: How else do you get all that information out though?
2: Through good storytelling,
1: but Angel. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned
2: that Angel killed the whole village or whatever. And mm-hmm. Jenny was like, I saved him, which was, I for the show's credit, that was pretty good. Because it's creating a little bit of a dilemma. Like, as a viewer, I'm like, oh, yeah, then Jenny's just gonna go kill him, and blah, blah, you know, but it's like, oh, okay. She kind of sees that he's changed, and it's different, and... I dreamt, I dreamt that Giles and I opened an office supply warehouse in Vegas. And that's something that we brought up
0: uh, a couple times throughout the season already, is how how long has Jenny been playing this game? And this is answered immediately this episode. is the whole time. She's been a it the whole time. Um, I don't know his name? I don't know if we ever actually, like, his name is in the Wikipedia, but I don't know if we ever get his name, Uncle whatever his name is.
2: Fedora Tom. <laughs> I feel
0: like she just calls him Uncle. She for does, Uncle. but I think we, we end up, and we only see him in a, one other episode, when he dies. Yeah. Uh, which I believe is in the same episode that Jenny dies, actually, factually. Ah, oh, spoiler alert. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, I forgot. You <laughs> forget every time that we hang out no, no, Jenny no. dies. No, I know Jenny dies.
2: <laughs> because it, then Charles dies exactly the same. Surprise party. <laughs> Happy birthday.
0: This made me think of, of something that I've thought about in the past but never actually researched, was the Romani people in general and are the Calderash people uh, a well, real thing. I'm
2: you're hard. doing this. I only know from the Nazi era, you know? Yeah, so... so everything before, I'm not, not sure. And we
0: all know the, the pejorative gypsy and, like, people really mm-hmm. take that for granted, especially, like, white hipster women, for some reason, just really claim that shit and uh, it's really problematic and I would like to... About the There's no solves. stores
2: that have the word gypsy in
0: their Definitely name. Not. Definitely it's not in Portland, Portland either. No. Uh, so the Romani are an itinerant ethnic group. Itinerant means vagrant, kind of, like a transitory, people who travel, uh, which is part of the stereotype everybody's pretty familiar with. Uh, they were a group mostly living in Europe and the Americas, but originate actually from the northern regions of the Indian subcontinent. DNA study has shown that Romani and Sinti people originate from the untouchable Dalit community of India, which is one of the bottom casts. It means, the word Dalit actually means oppressed. Uh, Dr. Ian Hancock, who's a really cool dude, and I'll talk about him a little bit more later, is the official ambassador to the UN and UNICEF for the world's 15 million Romani, as well as the only Romani to be appointed to the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Council. This is a quote from him. Most people don't have even a minimal education about Romani. They don't know that 70% of the Romani population of Nazi-occupied Europe were murdered during the Holocaust. Seventy percent, or that were the largest ethnic minority in Europe, but have no political, military, or economic strength, and no ter- territory of our own. Like they have no state, they have no nation. Um, not unlike the the Jews in diaspora before we had do, the state of Israel. Do they want a nation?
2: Because like, the Jews, it was always about having, Jerusalem is about having the Holy Land, quote unquote, but what are the Romani?
0: So I would think, Where yes. Where would they want? Um, I was looking more in the historical yeah. context, and I couldn't get a whole lot of, because they're, they're so disparate. Um, yeah. But I would imagine, true. yeah, for sure.
2: But Jews were disparate too, that was the point. Right. Because that they were all over the, but there was always the the one goal.
0: A lot of stuff. Uh, the pejorative gypsy actually comes from a shortened version of the word Egyptian coined by some of the first Europeans to encounter the Romani people. So not unlike Indian, Native American here in in America, but kind of backwards. Uh, Dr. Hancock says the use of the word gypsy is even damaging in its spelling because it's always written with a small g, implying it's a common noun, a lifestyle, and not an ethnic group. Uh, Somewhere between the 10th and 11th centuries, the Roma left India and headed to Europe through Persia and Armenia to the Byzantine Empire, where they slept in tents, worked their trades of metallurgy smithing, horse breeding, training, and trading, leatherworking, tinkering. Uh, there were musicians, potters. They were barren snake trainers, basket weavers, fortune tellers, and brickmakers. Uh, when the Byzantines were conquered by the Ottomans, many Roma headed west into Romania, where they were welcomed and then enslaved for 500 years. Uh, the Roma were went further into Western Europe where they were treated poorly. And in the 1700s in Spain, the Roma were rounded up and put into forced labor camps. Fun fact, Romani people actually created Flamenco music uh, in Spain. So like mm. they, it wasn't just like it wasn't just the music that they did. It was just in, like co-creation with the music there, but Flamenco music is hugely influenced by uh, the Romani that were in, sp- in Spain. In Russia, the Roma were actually made into full citizens and in the, in Ottoman Turkey, the Romani found work in the navy, using their metallurgy skills for weapon and craft production. It wasn't until slavery was abolished in America, or around that time, that the that Romania freed their slaves, their Romani slaves, in between the 1840s and 1850s. So after the Romani were freed uh, from enslavement of Romania, they went traveled as far as the Americas, South Africa, and Australia. Uh, the Roma the Roma were handy in World War One, specifically because. They their their skills in metallurgy, uh, and actually more specifically about their their horse training abilities. Apparently, World War One was like the last war uh, that horses were super super useful and used in the as first couple of years infantry
2: machine guns.
0: Yeah, exactly. When Austro-Hungary right before World War Two split, the Roma who were in then Austria mm-hmm.
3: uh,
0: were which was annexed by Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm were experimented on, sterilized, and put into concentration camps. The estimates of the total number of Romani deaths during the Holocaust range from 0.25 million, so a quarter million, to 1.5 million. Yeah. Uh, survivors received little help or compensation and were cast off as liars for the most part. Uh, in communist Europe, the Roma achieved at least some kind of equality, as much as anyone else had in communist Europe at the time. And today, the Roma have established the International Romani Union and they're still fighting for their rights. In some towns in Europe, it's illegal for Romani to enter, even to this day. And in 2001, an article in The Economist found that Romani in Europe are the, at the bottom of every socioeconomic indicator. The least educated, the poorest, the least employed, the most imprisoned, the most welfare dependent, and have the shortest life expectancy. Dr. Hancock, who I quoted a little bit earlier, is the first Romani in Britain to ever achieve a PS, uh, earn a PhD. Um, and wow. he's been doing a lot of work to try to educate people not only on just like... the He teaches in Austin in the University of Texas there. Uh, he does Eastern European history and specifically about the Romani. Like people... We don't know. People throw around the word gypsy all the time. and I thought that, that was really interesting to learn that we use it with a small G too. Just like, this isn't a lifestyle. This isn't fun skirts and like, let's do something <laughs> appropriative at a music festival. These are... An ethnic group that's been enslaved and, and oppressed and, and not taken seriously and have such a violent history that's been put upon them. And there are over a million uh, Romani people in the US alone. And it's just like, holy shit, guys. Holy shit. So even in Buffy, uh, the context that we, you know, they call them gypsies, and Spike even has a couple of lines where he's like, oh fucking gypsies. they does say fucking fun, of course. So there we go, the Romani people. Still fighting for the rights. Still have no land of their own. No government of their own. But uh, at least the UN is trying to protect... We, we, we watched a Viceland thing about reminding yeah. people in former Yugoslavia. Mm-hmm. And uh, how it's like they live in... They live right next to a f- nuclear waste places. And they're just like... they Or they have uh, lead. Lead in their water. All their kids are dying from lead poisoning. And because they have no actual place of their own, they're living in these weird encampments outside of you know the margins of society. In the 60s, actually, uh, I found an article... In the UK, in London, in, I think it was 1962, right around the civil rights issues in America. Um, there was a Romani family camped out in, in a trailer on the side of the road. And a police officer came by. He was like, move your fucking trailer. And he's like, we, we don't know where to go. Where do you want me to move it to? And the police officers rocked their trailer. He's like, my, my wife is giving birth. She was in labor. And we can't, like, we can't move the trailer until, you know, she needs a place to give birth. Uh, they rocked the trailer until an oil lamp fell over and it set the camper ablaze, killing uh, it, the woman, miscarried, and then hurt two other children that were in the camper died. And that's fed off a big, Romani like, re- like revolution of we need rights, we need something. Like, you have to treat us like people, you can't do this. So.
2: That was here? It was, it was in London,
0: Oh, okay.
2: Because so. yeah, when I think of America, I don't think of. I've never seen like a But there are over a million Romani people. Yeah, I know. I know. That's what's crazy. And I mean, that's the idea. Again, America is like bringing the immigrants on. But in Europe, yeah, I've read articles even in the last couple of years that are like, you know, Romani camps that there's still, still, I can't go to school. Yeah. All kinds of bullshit. uh, This Dr.
0: Ian Hancock guy who's who's the head of a lot of Romani justice leagues and stuff, uh, his story was. He, because he's older, he went to school in the the 60s. Um, He went to, he was in school until he was in ninth grade. And then he left to get a job because that's what most of them do. So a lot of my family didn't know how to read or write. And that's really common just because we don't have education and nobody lets us into their places. And just like, it's really fucking sad.
2: So. Well, it's like in every, a lot of those diasporas in America, Send money to like pa- the Palestinian di- diaspora, the Jewish before the mm-hmm. Irish, you know. I'm sure the Romani as well. But that it's different because you know France isn't trying to make the Romani's French, right? But America's like I you don't will shit, assimilate who you are, or you will die. Boom. Yeah, yeah. if you could make it here, which you can't anymore, if you did, you're in. Yeah, in a way, you know.
0: But but that idea that that word Gypsy and that idea of people that are just fortune teller circus freak situations mm-hmm. and just like thieves and it's just, I can't believe that still persists.
2: The Jewish thing still persists too. Yeah I know. it's just Nazism is cool. Again. And
0: I mean shit it's not really different than what, how we treat Native Americans here at all. We put them on reservations they live in poor conditions not only not not, that we did exactly what we,
2: what we did which was take them out of their place and put them in schools mm-hmm. to become Americans. Yeah. That's what it's all about. That's what we did.
0: So think twice before you say That word, (laughs) gypsy, because this is an entire group of people that have a history of being enslaved and being oppressed and are still treated poorly today. So, just saying there.
2: Looks like Mr. Caution Man, but the sound he makes is funny. Buffy's surprise party will go ahead as we plan. Except I won't be wearing the little hat.
1: But Buffy and Angel.
2: May well be in danger, as they have been before and I imagine will be again. One thing I've learned in my tenure here on the Hellmouth is that there is no good time to relax buffy's turning 17 just this once and she deserves a party you're a great man of our time and anyway angel's coming so she'll be able to protect him
0: and have cake precisely that brings us back to buffy and yana of the Caldarash people so that was my biggest question are the Caldarash people even real and they totally are uh like inca mommy girl this is a, a real story ish but the Caldarash people um it's not so much a surname but it kind of is it, it it's more than just a family line though it's uh, the calderash group of of romani were or are um focused in metal, metallurgy calderash actually is a, a romani word i think for for cauldron or it's something to do with with cauldron which is obviously a big metal bowl so they're really talented in, in metalwork so calderash So they do
2: what a lot of like even english tradition does where you're yeah like smith smith and yeah baker baker mm-hmm. and all bookbinder
0: my yeah. my brother had a friend named david bookbinder so. yeah
2: <laughs> See, that's the most explicit in 20... 2018? 2000... Well, no, because he, he would have been his friend back... Oh, in yeah, Arizona. the 90s. The 90s. 98? Hey, hey bookbinders. There you go. I thought it was great. I liked when the guy yelled, Vengeance demands that the pain be eternal as ours is.
0: Uncle Enyos.
2: Uncle Enyos.
0: Yeah. I looked it up. There we go. Mm. Or Enyo? I already forgot. Enyo? Something like that. Enyo. Hey, yeah. Enyo's...
2: Boyfriend. Yes.
0: She has a fucking castle. I think we've actually talked about that on this show.
2: Enya's castle? (laughs) Yeah,
1: she has like 87 cats.
0: Yeah, I think so. No. Yeah, she just like hole up in a castle somewhere in the UK, Scotland, I believe. Yeah, man.
2: That's an easily like, we could siege that castle pretty quick. Maybe. And force her to leave.
0: I feel like if she has a castle, she probably has money for private security, but also nobody's coming after Enya, so maybe she doesn't. I feel like
1: there's enough castles in. England and Europe that you could just stumble across and abandon one and squat in it.
2: That's fair. Also, I feel like the traditional sieges don't matter in the world of drones and, like, airstrikes oh, and stuff. Yeah. Like, they'll just drone her in some Taco Bell every night. And it's, like, and it's fine. Oh, yeah. It's not really going to matter. Going
0: to grub-hub that drone yeah. right in there? Right. <laughs> Here we go.
2: You can get, like, a weird kid on a motorbike, like, going through the siege lines. Like, here's your Red Robin.
0: Yeah. Yum. (laughs) Oh, no. No. All right. This episode
2: is brought to you by Red Robin. No,
0: it's not. Yum. Oh, if only. God, if only. Red
2: Robin. Yum. Yum.
0: So what else? What else about this episode? Daniel, do you have any hot takes? Stay do you have any hot takes?
2: The very last thing I got to say is with the judge. So the judge Mm. is like going to be a part of the finale of this entire. No,
0: absolutely not. Mm. We're
2: wrong. When does the judge get bazooka Next episode. Are you fucking kidding Dead me? Dead serious. It's really? a two it's episode, the next episode. It's
0: absolutely the next episode. He dies at the it end. It feels so long. This is the second episode that the Sunnydale Mall is featured, and the second episode of the Judge. Well, sorry, not this episode. Innocence will be the second episode and last episode the Judge is in, and the last time we see the Sunnydale Mall, I believe, because he dies in the mall. Yep, that's it, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just wild.
2: I really thought that was the last. Ep- I thought we were going to do this for about seven episodes. No,
0: the demon that brings forth. The end of the world that Angel's trying to summon is called the Kothla, and he's a statue, and that is it. The judge dies in the next Listen, episode. you're
2: saying a lot of words, and I'm just going to bring this back. So the judge <laughs> is terrible, but not as terrible as the Sunnydale docks, Dox, dox, Guys, Yikes, right the outside dox. the bronze. This is insane. I felt like, why, why didn't Angel take the judge and throw it in, like, the Mariana's trench.
0: The arm they had, yeah.
2: She's like, get on the boat, drive up to Alaska, throw it in the trench.
0: Well, that's what he was trying to do. So that whole scene is incredibly maddening because if Buffy didn't just jump in the water, yeah. well, no, no, she it's fine that she jumped in the water because the vamp did. threw her. I'm sorry. She was thrown in the water, but Angel She's jumping Angel in, the in the water. Leaped after her. Mm. And completely sabotaging everything they've been working against. It's just like the she will be fine. She'll get she out. She can out of the swim. Water. But I mean, he throws the away their chances. The moment that she was thrown
1: over the dock, she was in no danger because the vampires weren't going after her. Not at all.
2: They would never jump in the water, at least in my. And idea to think that Angel could
1: swim with his giant, stupid trench coat on is ridiculous. Ugh, oh, that yeah,
0: that scene.
2: And Giles says, "Quote the judge, the judge's touch can burn the humanity right out of you." Makes Fake the post. judge the worst.
0: Biggest. Like, <sighs> <laughs> it just
2: is. Uh, and then I said the judge sucks. Like, he's killing nerdy vampires, and that's not Don't R.I.P. R.I.P., Dalton. Cool. R.I.P. R.I. R.I. I mean, he was my favorite vampire the for Giles a long time. The Giles of the vampire world. The Giles of the vampire world. Really is. And also... He's one of the OG. He was, but, like, not in the Giles way of always getting, like, weirdly sacked and hit over the head and stuff. He was, like, kind of doing his, his thing.
0: I mean, he was throwing around. Just it really did stomp on his fucking glasses. Well, that's
2: true. But then when when, like... Buffy and, jo- or Buffy and Angel just walk into the warehouse The warehouse, and they get spotted by the judge. I mean, that shit was I don't really terrible. know what their plan was. I can't talk for long. We find a dog at the warehouse. They had no plan.
0: How did they think they could do that?
2: Did he smell them? Well, how? How would he know? How would I mean. he know to look up?
0: I mean...
1: Well, it seems like judge. he could sense the humanity. Sense? So he felt like, oh... I feel something. So
2: he feels humanity. It's, it's like
1: hilarious. the witch from Hocus Pocus who can smell children. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I smell a child.
2: I smell children.
1: Marvelous.
2: Hey, hey, Cupcake, don't I get your phone number, area code? You want my route schedule? Oh, thou wouldst hate me in the morning. No, I wouldn't still believe
1: Give me, thou wouldst.
2: Party pooper.
1: When And I think he was Winnie. just like, yeah. And so I think the judge was like, I smell a human.
2: So you want him to do that. But we don't know if he does.
1: I just assume that's how he knew.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's gross. No matter what it is, it doesn't make any sense. They never say it. They just like, he just looks up. I just don't like that. I don't like when we're milling about. The judge has a little bit of lore, and
0: I think maybe next episode where it's more relevant, I'll talk a little bit about it. Please Uh, do. Not enough, like, we're not going to go Game of Thrones style, but like, there's a little bit, there's more than... We're not going to go Buffy style. Yeah. (laughs) Which is nothing. Exactly.
2: The only other thing I could think is that the ending. So the judge is whatever, right? We're going to see the judge again. I thought for seven episodes, but apparently just for one more. And I wrote all of these in cap lock. All caps. Because I was so mad.
0: Cruise control for awesome.
2: So there was a TV that fell and broke the concrete that allowed Buffy and Angel to jump down into it and escape
0: the tv tower how is anyone gonna watch anything in the warehouse now that the tv tower has fallen
2: how also did that break the concrete that buffy and them could escape because even 1990s Shoddy
0: craftsmanship yeah
2: but it seems like that warehouse is fine it's standing
0: yeah and we we're definitely gonna have that as well oh wait we move Ooh, when do we move sorry this is not relevant but we do move from the warehouse to the mansion at some point. It might be mm. after the dread is destroyed. Hey, did everybody see that guy just turned to dust?
2: Buffy walking in before with the shoes. Fuck okay, yeah, was. She took off her top or whatever. You know, not the all the tops. But she just <laughs> took But she sat down on the bed. Here's my rebuttal wet.
0: note. Buffy just sitting on the bed with all her wet ass clothes. No Angel's on the bed. You guys hate this fucking bed.
2: He yes. told her to change.
1: He doesn't sleep in that bed. He doesn't care. He has a coffin in the corner. He We're, just doesn't want her to know.
2: That's true.
0: <laughs> so secretly everywhere, every vampire is like, I do have a, a coffin. I yeah, that. I think that's what's happening here. I mean, I feel like we almost do that in when of Spike's crips and some point in season five. Continue.
2: No, but that's it. I mean, I, it's incredible that that we care so much about all of that stuff. I like, give a shit. I mean, no, yeah, that's fair. You do.
0: About the bed. When I,
1: said I mean, it doesn't matter. You. They're about to have sex in the bed. It's going to be ruined anyways.
3: S-E-X Sex
2: Is that like a Is that the silver lining?
0: I like started It's so funny The last part of my notes Are crossed out Because I started writing How mad I was about to be At the next episode Because I didn't realize It happened in the next episode Where Angel bites open That woman's neck But we'll talk about That next episode
2: Yeah my final note Was the ending Syphilis is a hell of a drug I forgot why I wrote that For a long time But now I realize He ran out He just, like, got up and ran. I think it's really
1: funny. Okay, so one, Buffy's sleeping in his bed, doesn't notice when he leaps out of bed, jostling, I imagine, the entire Mm -hmm. thing, and then runs out. Buffy! Slams the door open, leaves it open, bangs into a trash can, which he knocks over, collapses into the wet alley, and screams her name, and she's just asleep. Asleep. Because in the next episode, we see her waking up to him not being there. She slept through that entire thing. Okay.
2: How you doing there, Giles? You get much sleep last night?
0: Did anyone learn anything? Did we have any morals one could say to take away from this? Trust your partner. They can stand on their own. Buffy could have gotten out of that docking slip all by herself. Oh, yeah. We didn't need Angel to jump in and sabotage the rest of our crew. And Oz was totally cool with Willow's lifestyle slash friend group. We didn't even talk about Oz and how well he handled we learning that vampires exist. And just like, he was totally fine with it. We could have hit it from him, but we didn't even need to. You should have trust your partner. You should also support their partner in their wants and desires. Just because you don't necessarily give a shit about the color or type of flowers in your factory, a la Spike and Drusilla, till it's freaking out about those flowers, or about restoring huma- a humanity-ending demon like the judge, doesn't mean that it's not important to your partner. Just do it and be into it. Support, respect, and acknowledge your partner's interests. Spike didn't really care about the hey, judge because as we learn... Spike is he likes humanity. He likes happy meals on legs. But he realizes Drusilla's really into restoring the judge and he's like, Yeah, of course, whatever you want, baby, it's your day. It's your day.
2: And he that's what He doesn't have end. a leg in this race at this point.
0: Hi, uh, he's in a wheelchair. I well mean, let's talk about it. let's yell some shit. Let's get it out of our let's systems. Let's get it out.
2: Yeah. Let's get it out. Who doesn't want to see Buffy and Giles owning an office supply warehouse in Las Vegas? Right.
0: Oh my god, the spinoff. I totally ignore that too. Dun 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 dun.
2: That's the office theme song.
0: Oh, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it always drove me nuts what Willow says during the uh, prophetic dream in French. Because like when she walks mm. up, there's a little monkey on the table, mm-hmm. and she says, "So what did she say?" "La hippo a piqué ton pantalon." The hippo has stole your pants, which mm-hmm. is a nod to their conversation about mm-hmm. animal crackers. Her and Oz's conversation. I fucking love it. It's adorable. No one gives a shit that Drusilla's alive. They're like, "Ha ha ha!" It's going to be totally fine. Tell that to Jenny. Or not to Jenny. To Kendra. Tell that to Kendra. The star of the warehouse scene where the uh, Drusilla's little birthday celebration is going on is Juliet Landau's entire arm muscles. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. They're amazing and they're everywhere. Who paid to rent out the bronze for Buffy's birthday? Because that is the bronze.
2: Also, well, how did Buffy that's not- That's the bronze. What does that mean? No, like, that that's it could exactly be the bucks.
0: Yeah, it could be. But like, Buffy even says to Jenny, right? Like, are we going to the bronze? And Jenny's like, Oh, no, it's just some address that Giles gave me. It's the only place to go in that direction, general region. Buffy, don't be fooled by Yana Kaldrash person. I know.
2: I felt like Jeez. I felt like immediately she was um, like a stranger danger type of scenario. Like Jenny was almost a stranger in that moment. So I was like, Buffy, don't do it. Don't I
0: thought that on. was great how they set that up beforehand to make her shifty, even though she's really doing nothing harmful at all. Uh, Jenny poking her head into the scene where Angel's like, Oh, maybe I should go. Yeah, you should, you should, you should, Angel, you should take it. Maybe you should take it. Hey, Angel, you should take it. And like the, the whole idea of Jenny should be the one that's um, separating them really intentionally because that's part of her whole mission. That's part of Angel should suffer forever. And then just lucking into a situation where Angel needed to go away for months on end was amazing. That's so for true. her like really hamming it up for, Hey, how yeah, about, yeah, how about you go away for months to India? Who knows? You belong to someone. That's what the ring means if you turn it this one way. Now
2: kiss my ring. Oh, that was the worst. I hated that so much. You know, know what, Kelly, all. about that? I just think it's some kind of whack.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's appropriate considering. You ready to get down, you funky party weasel?
2: Here comes Buffy. Now remember, discretion is a best part of that. You could have just said shh. that are all you brits such drama queens?
0: Let's rank this sucker. Willow Hacks, we're talking about the net. We don't implicitly, I keep saying implicitly, we don't explicitly, explicitly use a computer. However, I gave it a six because Willow does have a laptop open in front of her in the library. Uh, no shots of the screen though, so I can't confirm if she was actually using it, but it is open. Joyce! Amazing. There's only the one scene, and she gets a seven because...
2: Whoa. Listen,
0: she's going to take Buffy to the mall for her birthday. She's asking how she's feeling, being a year older. Uh, but then she does throw a play on the floor for no reason when asked, uh, when Buffy asked about, you know, getting a license, okay. which is because of the prophetic dream. But still, there is no explanation for her throwing that play well, on the what's floor. What's the
2: difference between the time frame from this episode from the last? Because okay. if we were at the mall, why wouldn't she yeah. shop for her daughter?
0: Last week when we were out. Last
2: week at the mall.
0: Can't Maybe. can't explain. No.
2: Nope.
0: Giles, level of Giles, he gets an eight, tweed coat, research, and inherent knowledge about the judge, because that's a Giles thing, just knowing <laughs> about stuff. And he cares about Buffy, duh, he wants to throw that birthday party, even though people are like, you know, whatever, I know we need to throw this party.
2: Yeah. God damn it. It feels wrong. But so, no, it's right.
0: I feel like I'm to get a little bit of blowback for this one. Big back Monster of the Week, nine, because Whoa. I fucking love the judge. I do. I love the makeup. I love that we're doing, we're straight up doing a big ass blue demon. The facial makeup looks great. Brian Thompson has just that beautiful, deep voice. I, I think he it's cheesy that he's like, I just nondescriptly really want to burn the humanity out of people because what is that? But I just really, really like that. And it looked good. Um, and it, it, the face makeup, clearly they did the prosthetic on him and didn't really affect his voice at all. So that was cool. Our relationships, goodness or badness? This is the very first time I believe I've ever ranked this 10. 10 out of 10. Because Buffy and Angel are yuck. But if you want to really put it in terms where we don't just hate their relationship... This is like a big moment for them and they're good to each other like he's willing to leave her for months which is may could be bad but like he wants to do the right thing and she cares about him and but whatever. Willow and Oz, fucking magic, Giles and Jenny reconnecting a little bit which is amazing. Buffy's good friends with her friends, it's Spike and drusilla Again, talking about how you should support your partner even though you're not necessarily into their thing Spike is totally down for whatever Drusilla wants to do. If that's reassemble an ancient demon that wants to kill all of humanity, that's fine. Even though That's not what he wants. So 10 out of 10 for that. Wow. That
2: is Uh definitely first.
0: Episode specific, three of 10. (laughs) Angel jumps into the water to save Buffy, who doesn't need saving, which lets the judge come to life. 43 total.
2: Okay, that's high.
0: Yeah, it is super high. That actually puts a five overall for the season, which is right behind, uh, sorry, right ahead of When She Was Bad and Uh, right behind What's My Line Part 1?
1: Um, I ranked this 13 out of 25 Hmm. below What's My Line Part 1 and above Lie to Me. Okay. Pretty middle. Right in the middle. Yeah.
2: You guys are so generous. You feel differently. differently. It's really great to be friends with two generous people. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. Because you...
0: Okay. So 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 anyways,
2: I was going to put it at 134, but I talked myself out of it. Out
0: of 137.
2: Out of 137. I'm putting it at 124.
0: Well, good for you. Out of
2: 137. I yeah. really did not like the, this
0: episode. The biggest thing for me was conflating this episode with the next one, in a sense, where a lot of the stuff actually happens. Like, Angel technically loses his soul in this episode, but we deal with the ramifications next episode. Yeah. Uh, and that's a much more poignant and important episode than this one. This yeah. is this is equivalent to What's My Line, Part 1, and versus Part 2. I thought What's My Line, Part 1, was a lot more impressive and important than it is it's actually Part 2 that all the things go down. So this Yeah, is I feel
2: like it. tomorrow... I'm going to be schooled in my wrongness.
1: I don't know. I felt like it had to be better than bad eggs, and that kind of put it right in the middle. That's what yeah, cool, I loved didn't it. actually like it but. You love
2: bad eggs though.
0: So this is a two-part episode. Tomorrow. Unlike most of the episodes of Buffy on a weekly basis, tomorrow's actually gonna be the conclusion of this episode, Innocence. So make sure you come back for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at, at BeatMePod. You follow me follow me, follow us <laughs> on Tumblr, same place, at BeatMePod. Uh, also BeatMePod.wordpress.com and if you're into it, you can listen to all the music that's been featured on every episode of the show to date. Um, anything that's available on Spotify as they play in the episodes. Also anything that's on an album that we mentioned during our news segment. But until then, thank you so much for listening. Oh, at gmail.com in case you want to have a long-form long thought about anything. Thank you so much. Daniel, say goodbye. See you. See you say goodbye.
3: Bye.
0: Thank you. So I wish we would have had these during a Yeah, I wish
2: that we, know never had it. and no, she I
1: really wish you that. hadn't bought those.
2: Yeah, that was the worst. Oh, God. See, it's already starting. That's fine. Just pet her. Just pet her and tuck her in. I know.
1: I'm You're like, okay, puppy. I know she was yeah. terrifying. She scared all of us, to be honest. No one was expecting that. <laughs>
0: yeah, Worth that Nervous puppy. <laughs> Please, sir. Is... I've been through things. I've seen things. <laughs>
1: She's like, no, this doesn't make me safer. No, 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 no.
0: Everything's
1: fine. Everything's fine. See, look what you've done. She was a sleepy, snoozy pup, and now she's going to be up and chewing on something.
0: No, she's fine. It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. Everything's great. It was worth it.
1: Oh, just, oh no. Pup,
0: puppy fell out of her bed earlier no, today.
1: She straight she up, somersault. Straight up. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So He's it was like, really cute. Oh, you're so and cute. then she just kind of <laughs> sat up and was like,
2: well, hopefully <laughs> no one saw that. Be real. God damn
1: it. Do you see what's happened? I don't
2: know. It's all your fault
1: she's got nervous tail wags she's fine you know she gets scared of everything I really
2: didn't think this was going to
0: be so disruptive